I'm Grace Tory, and you're listening to That Girl the Podcast. Grab a beverage of choice and settle in, because the new episode is starting now. What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Grace Tory, and I'm back with a whole new podcast episode. I don't know what my voice is doing. I've had like this weird thing in my throat, like type sounding thing since I got back on Sunday. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm back in Kentucky where there's like so much more pollen than like Vegas. Um, My voice is just like not having it. Like she's like, nope, allergies, we're out. But regardless, I'm here filming for you guys on a Wednesday afternoon as usual. So for today's podcast episode, I kind of wanted to do like an overview slash review of all kinds of things that we've talked about in the podcast previously. Kind of like a cheat sheet for how to find yourself in your 20s and It's going to cover like a lot of topics broadly and then if you want to get into these into more detail, obviously you can find them on my podcast episodes like we'll briefly cover confidence, we'll briefly cover being gentle with yourself, we'll briefly cover getting out of your comfort zone, but all of these are things that we've kind of talked about in detail on the podcast so if you want more clarity on something, just go through the other episodes and you'll find it, but I wanted to kind of have a one... like one-stop shop for everything we've talked about, everything I've learned since starting this podcast back in June of 2022. And I don't even think I covered everything. This is just stuff off the top of my head that I feel like are the most important things. So that's kind of what this episode is about. If you are looking for advice about all aspects of finding yourself when you're in your 20s, if you feel lost, this is the episode for you. Before we jump in, obviously I have to do a life update, but before I do that, don't forget to leave a rating and a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It could change my life for the better. I know majority of you listen on Apple Podcasts, so girly, what are you doing? It takes like two seconds to leave a review or hit those stars, and it could get this podcast out to so many more people, and just like, I don't know, we could grow into such a larger community where we're all celebrating women and that's just like so exciting to me so yeah definitely do that and don't forget to follow or subscribe as well okay so in terms of life updates I don't know I've just been feeling like my health has been like acting up you guys know I have all the health problems you imagine it I have it and it's just been acting up lately, so I've been really low motivation. This happened when I came back from Miami, too, and I ended up getting the flu. So I'm really hoping that, like, there's no reason why I feel this way other than I'm just tired. Um, I haven't been eating the healthiest. Josh and I do this silly, goofy thing where when it gets around the time that we are, like, running low on money, like, we haven't been paid in a while and we're coming close to where we're going to get paid again, we run like out of money so we just eat like cereal for like five days until we get paid and then we eat nice again and eat healthy again so we need to really work on that and like the longevity of our groceries but it sucks because we always eat like trash the days right before we get paid because we don't really afford like we can't really afford healthy food so yikes um we're doing that right now so i'm about to eat lucky charms for dinner and i'm pretty mad about it because i don't like milk love lucky charms but i like them as like a treat so i'm kind of sad kind of stressed 
but it's okay. I will survive and I will take a nap after. I don't know. I just really need to get back on my eating good, working out grind. I did go to the gym yesterday, so I forced myself to do that. I made Josh go with me. We both went and it went really well, so hopefully I'll get back to doing that daily. Like, I'll probably go tomorrow if I can. I feel like I don't have anything going on that I can think of at the moment, so maybe I'll do that and try and get my life back together. But that's pretty much it. If you're watching, you can kind of see my new tattoos. I'll show them. I haven't shown them anywhere. So I got this little cactus and then I got this little mountain range. I talked about it in my last episode a little bit, but you couldn't see them because I think I was wearing a sweatshirt. And now I'm wearing like a tank top because it's hot out. So yeah, I got those when I was in Vegas. And that's really, I was not uh, planning to get tattoos. I was also not fully um, sober. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm just glad I didn't get anything that I wouldn't like when I am sober. Let's let's leave it at that. But with that being said, let's jump into this episode and talk about all the ways that you can find yourself or work towards finding yourself in your 20s. So let's do a little check-in slash review. The first thing I want to ask is, have you found yourself yet? Because I definitely haven't. <laughs> I would say that I have a much better idea of who I am some, some days versus other days. Like today, I really feel like a strong disconnect between who I am. Did you guys just hear my dogs bang against the wall? They must be playing. I feel like today I'm very disconnected from that person and I just, it kind of stresses me out. But then other days I feel like I'm so aligned with her and I know who I am and I know who I want to be. So... That's how I feel. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Like, some days you feel closer, some days you feel farther away. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is finding yourself is not linear. When I first kind of started really getting serious and saying, okay, I'm going to find who I am and who I'm meant to be, I thought that one day everything would just click. I'd be her. I'd get my dream job. I'd do my dream thing. And everything would make sense because when you talk to people who are in, like, their 30s or their 40s even, and they have found their dream career or so-and-so and whatever they're like yeah one day everything just made sense and so it seems like it's very linear but it's not like some days you're gonna be a lot more connected with yourself and feel like you have it all together versus other days you're gonna feel like you have nothing together and you're gonna want to cry and it's okay I just want to tell you to breathe through those moments if you need to cry cry if you feel lost it's okay to feel lost know that it is not a linear process. It is a lot more up and down than we think. So the first thing I really want to touch on is that bravery is essential. I think that being brave enough to take risks is definitely a huge, huge part of finding yourself. This can come in a ton of different forms, whether that's taking a vacation that you necessarily like wouldn't. Like going to Vegas and Miami was the first time I've traveled by my I didn't travel by myself I traveled with friends but it's the first time I haven't traveled with family or like to see family or I haven't gone to a very familiar place where I always go in a very 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 long time so it was hard I'm not gonna lie it was hard for me to go on those trips from a comfortable standpoint and I, I definitely doubted my abilities and if I would be okay if I would have anxiety attacks in those moments and even just like going on vacation is something that takes bravery if you have anxiety even if you don't sometimes it does 
So that could be one way. It doesn't have, like, when I'm talking about being brave and stepping out of your comfort zone, it doesn't have to be something that's scary or hard or something that's not fun that you're, like, dreading. It could be something that's so fun that you're so excited for that you're also a little cautious and doubtful of. So other than that, I mean, there's other ways, like, a way that I was brave in the past year that I think has definitely been so beneficial is starting the podcast. Like, that took bravery. I mean, when you think about it, the reasons people don't start a podcast is they don't think they're capable, they are afraid people will judge them, and they don't think they have enough equipment slash money for it, or they don't think they have enough time. All of those things went through my mind at one point or another, but having the ability to say, nope, I'm good enough, I am worthy, I am enough, and I think this is going to be a success. Even if it's not a success, the fact that I'm having fun and growing is what matters. That is what bravery is to me. Like, that's what being courageous is. Another example is taking a job that aligns with you or leaving a job that does not align with you, which is extremely scary, and I don't recommend doing that unless you have something else aligned up that does align with you if you're planning on leaving but I did want to mention it because with us being in our 20s we're still trying to figure out what we want to do for the majority of us so it's really common especially for our generation to leave jobs um people don't really I think it's a rising trend I've seen a lot of research on it recently that people in our generation like the young 20s are leaving jobs way more than millennials, the older generations, especially baby boomers. Like, they tend to stay in a job for years and years and years and years and years, whereas our generation leaves jobs a lot more often, and we're a lot quicker to leave based on, like, say we say we aren't getting the pay we want, and then someone offers us the pay, a better pay somewhere else. Like, We are much more quickly to take that offer and not even think twice about it versus the older generations consider like loyalty to the company and how experience will look on your resume and how many years are on your resume and things like that way more than we do. So that's just like, I don't want to get too far into that, but I know that that is a very big thing for our age group. So I want to tell you that that is a step that's like very brave and just making sure that everything that you're doing, whether that's Uh, what major you have in school aligns with you is going to help you find yourself and being brave enough to step towards things that are more in alignment with you if what you're doing doesn't resonate. Other than being brave, I think that it's important that we talk about being selfish. And I think that being selfish has a very negative connotation. The word selfish has a very negative connotation. When people hear that, they typically think that it's wrong to be selfish. And if you take it too far, of course it is. But I think that there's balance to things, just like in everything else in life. Like, self, being selfish is a balancing act between being selfish and selfless. It's more of a spectrum than you're one or the other, in my eyes. And I, I definitely have learned that, and I think that that's something that I have really, really learned the lesson on recently. So... I think that being selfish enough to take the time to get to know yourself as well as be gentle with yourself is what is most important when it comes to this topic. So I genuinely want to ask you and answer honestly, you don't have to like message me or anything, but answer to yourself. When is the last time you hung out with yourself without being overstimulated or distracted?
like whether that's sitting and watching out your window whether that's laying in bed and just like meditating you can have like a tv on but i'm talking about being like distracting yourself on purpose like for example crocheting with no music on for me is so much more grounding and like a time for me to bond with myself than when i'm crocheting with a show i like on so that's what i'm talking about let me ask you another question are you taking time to be alone with yourself like genuinely alone for me i usually like to be alone with my dog or one of my animals so i'm not saying like kick your animals out but are you taking time by yourself without anyone else around you to feel your thoughts listen to yourself and just simply exist without any outside factors or are you constantly go go going or in the presence of other people this is hard when you have roommates because you're constantly i mean when i lived with my roommates i lived with my best friend so we were if i was home we were together unless we were studying but we usually studied together literally until we went to bed at night like i was thinking about it and the only like we could have shared a room because we talked to each other until our heads hit the pillow at night the only reason we didn't is because we have a ton of stuff and you know boys but like I was genuinely thinking about it because I have friends who shared room with their friends in college and I was like wait we could have honestly done that because like that's how much we were together the only time we weren't together is when we were sleeping so I think that it's very important in those situations or in any situation like for me I live with my boyfriend so if we're both home we're probably together like you have to be very conscious about when you're taking time to be alone when you're an adult. When you're younger, I feel like it's a little bit easier. Like in high school, I would come home, I'd go to my room, I'd do my own thing. But now I'm so busy that if I don't take the conscious time to be alone, then I don't. And I don't feel grounded because I'm not spending time with myself. And the, I don't know why. I don't know why you are so much more grounded and you're so much more aligned when you are simply by yourself but it makes a huge difference i don't know the science behind it i don't know the spirituality behind it but i promise you take some time to be alone and just vibe don't overstimulate yourself don't distract yourself and tell me how you feel i feel like you're able to sort through your thoughts a lot better for me at least and i just feel more like i know myself so i definitely recommend doing that so the other piece of being selfish is being selfish enough to be gentle with yourself when you need it so yeah i talked about being brave enough to do things like hang out with friends and get out of your comfort zone but i think it's also important to know when you need to take the night to stay in and be gentle with yourself maybe have a self-care night take a break from drinking or partying if that's your thing of course whatever the equivalent of going crazy is for you if it's not that and just like take a break from it all like for me sometimes I have to take a break from my family I gotta put my family in time out for a little bit and I don't I text them back but I don't like go see them as much or anything like that because I can get very overwhelmed by my family sometimes I love them but they are a lot they know they're a lot and when I'm sorting through my thoughts and feelings and I have all of their opinions which I know are coming from a place of love I know they love me I know they want what's best for me but they all have very different opinions and when they are giving me their opinions everybody's asking how I'm doing all of that I get very overwhelmed with that so sometimes I do have to kind of step back and I won't text them back as much maybe only a couple of times a day for a few days 
and then, you know, then I'll go back to calling them or all the things. Like, I usually talk to my mom almost every day, but there's times when I don't talk to her for a couple days simply because I need a break mentally, and it may not even have anything to do with her. I may just have a lot going on, and I need a break from everyone, but I wanted to say that it's okay to take a break from your family or close friends if you need it. Don't ostracize yourself. Don't, like, step away from the people who will are there to help you if you genuinely need help. But it's also okay that if you feel like they're overwhelming you or they're hurting your mental health or, you know, it's too much, then it's okay to step back for a day or two. Uh, another thing I wanted to say, uh, like, with self-care is taking rest when you need it from, like, work and workouts and things like that. If you need a night off, it's okay. That is okay. The only thing that I want to say is, like, an error of caution is don't be too gentle with yourself. I like to call this protecting my peace too much because I love to protect my peace, but sometimes I protect my peace too much and then I say no to too many things and I stay home and get in the comfort of my house with my comfy, you know, comfy bed, comfy TV, comfy shower that I can like shower in for an hour if I really want to. Like, you know, I, I get so excited to be cozy and at home. I'm a, I'm a Taurus sun sign, so that's why, um, that I kind of disconnect from the world and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not taking any risks. I'm not being brave. I'm stuck in the same spot. I'm not going anywhere because change happens outside of your comfort zone and I kind of get behind. So it's okay to be gentle with yourself, but don't take yourself out completely. Make sure you are balancing that gentleness with that bravery because sis, it's a, it's a thin line. And when I tell you, I love to be comfortable I love to be comfortable. I hate going out of my comfort zone, hate bravery, hate it. I mean, obviously I like the concept of it, just don't like doing it very much. So yeah, the line between being, live somewhere between very gentle and very brave, but go to both extremes from time to time when you need it. So the next bullet point is take care of yourself now. I know it sounds really silly, but I'm about to turn 24 literally next week. Don't remind me. And I already can kind of tell that my body is not as young as it once was, and it sucks. Like, I know it's very subtle. I'm only 24. I have friends who are in their early 30s, and they're like, oh, Grace, you have no idea what's coming. But I still mentally feel like I'm literally 10 years old, like, but I'm starting to slow down, and I haven't really taken care of my body up until this point, so I'm taking it very seriously now because I don't want to rush the... I don't want to say deterioration that sounds depressing like the I don't want to like make my body even more weak than I need to like I want to be as healthy as possible and prolong my health and happiness and ability to do things and athletic ability for as long as possible so I'm really starting to take health seriously now while I still can to plan for the future so eating healthy making sure my body is in the best shape by working out, taking care of my mental health, going to the doctor when I need it, making sure emotionally I'm okay. These are all things that I'm starting to take a lot more seriously than I once was because I'm getting older. And as you get into your 20s, these are things you start to think about. So definitely work on it sooner rather than later so that you can establish those habits and you're taking care of yourself for later. I say this as I'm eating Lucky Charms for dinner. Ignore that. I am in a tough spot, guys. Just ignore that. So one way, I mentioned like eating healthier, but I feel like eating healthy 
helps me to be more intuitive because I want to talk about intuition and how important it is about, you know, like being in your 20s. Um, But I tend to train my intuition and get more in touch with my intuition when I'm eating healthy or I'm paying more attention to food because how that food makes me feel, the type of energy it gives me, uh, how it, my body reacts to it, whether that's like my tummy hurts, my tummy doesn't hurt, I have, like I said, I have more energy, I'm sleepy. All of the reactions that come with the, your diet and what you put into your body, when I pay more attention to that, I feel like I'm training myself to pay more attention to my body. So I'm paying more attention to my intuition, even though I feel like your intuition is kind of connected with your soul more than your physical body. I don't know, we're getting way too deep here. I definitely use this as a way to train myself to pay more attention to my intuition. Why does your intuition matter? I personally believe that your intuition guides you to the person you are meant to be. If you don't believe that's, that, that's you. I respect that. All good. That is personally what I believe. And so listening to your intuition is what I think leads you to find yourself. And it's going to guide you to like who you're meant to be, but it's also going to guide you to where you're meant to go. So if your intuition, which is just like your innermost feelings and thoughts, if you get a gut feeling, it's literally just your gut feeling. If you get a gut feeling that you're not supposed to be doing something, listen to that because it's your intuition. Now, if it's your anxiety, that's a different story. You got to be brave sometimes. You will learn to differentiate between the two, I promise. But If it's your intuition telling you not to do something, you should listen. 100%. I always say all the time, people will ask me, should I go on a date with this guy? Should I go on a date with this girl? And I always say, what is your gut telling you? You know. You know whether you should or not. What does your gut tell you? Well, my gut tells me I shouldn't. Then don't go on a date with them. Well, my gut tells me I should. Go on a date with them. Is it your anxiety talking or is it you? Is it your innermost gut feeling saying, I should do this or I shouldn't do this? And that's your intuition. So listen to that and you will always be where you're meant to. I know that's kind of woo-woo, but that is my biggest advice until up until this point. I promise you. So the next point is to be delusional and optimistic. I know on all of the trendy things like the TikTok and the YouTubes and the Instagram, they are talking about being, being delusional and lucky girl syndrome and all that. But it's true. I've been doing that since way before Lucky Girl Syndrome came out. It's literally just the law of assumption, putting a neat little bow so people understand it better. But the way that you should be thinking, the way that you need to train your brain to think is that something good is always around the corner. Like Lucky Girl Syndrome is your way through life. I did a whole episode on the science behind Lucky Girl Syndrome as well as Lucky Girl Syndrome if you want to see that. Just scroll back to my other episodes once you're done with this one if you are kind of confused about what I'm talking about. I feel like it's a pretty big trend, so you probably know what it is. But I know it's really hard to say that, like, something awesome is about to happen or positive or amazing and to look at life through a positive lens all the time. Trust me, you're you're talking to the, the queen of anxiety. But my best advice is to stop living life like it's going a million miles an hour. My brain is always going a million miles an hour. My life is going a million miles an hour. So I view it through the lens of, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Now we're doing this, now we're doing this, now we're doing this. Okay, we sleep, we get exactly seven hours and 15 minutes and two seconds. Okay, we're waking up. Let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Rushing from one place to the next and stop doing that. Everything 
always works out eventually. So just enjoy life, slow down, and expect great things to happen. Still do the necessary things in life, but slow down. Stop rushing from one thing to the next. The world is not going to end if you take 30 seconds to breathe. So that, I think, goes hand in hand with delusion, optimism, and lucky girl syndrome because you're taking time to, as the oldies say, stop and smell the roses. One thing that I learned in my last podcast episode, which was all about confidence, is that confidence is a learned thing. It doesn't just happen one day. So don't beat yourself up for not being an expert or totally comfortable with doing something overnight, especially when it comes to like a job, like your career. Say you get a new job and you just like are doing your new job. You went to school for it, but obviously doing it in the workforce is totally different. You are not going to be completely confident with that job the next day. It's going to come from doing it over and over and over. And when people ask you how the job's going, I have a feeling you're probably not going to say, oh, it is so easy, so awesome, so, you know, you're probably, even if you say that, you're deep down, you're probably saying, oh, like, it's good, like, it's a little, it's a little, it's a lot, but it's good, if you're anything like me, at least. I know there's people who are, like, crazy confident and attacked things so confidently, but I am not one of those people. I have to, like, convince myself that I am actually good at it, so, little side note, um, But anyway, you're not going to be super, super confident in something after you've done it once. Like, you, it's something that's learned. You're going to get more confident over time. So don't beat yourself up for not being confident immediately. Fake it till you make it. Take a deep breath and learn as much as you can, like within reason. When I say within reason, we're leading into our next bullet point. Do not... Stress yourself out. Stay up 24-7 learning how to do something. You need rest. You're talking to the ADHD queen, hyperfixation to the max. I will be a topic up. Like, I will research the heck out of a topic, learn everything about it, and I don't take breaks. I don't rest. You need to rest. Like, way more than you give yourself credit for. You're not being lazy. Breaks, little and often, are so good, so important, especially if you have ADHD, hey there, and you need to start celebrating your little wins, little things in life. One more bullet point for you guys. There's so many changes happening in your 20s, especially in your early 20s. Just some examples is you're leaving your hometown, you're graduating college, you're getting a job, you're getting engaged, you're not getting engaged, you're moving across the country, you're buying a new car, you're paying your student loans, so you're you're quitting your job and getting a new one. Like, there are so many different changes that are happening in your life. Dare I argue probably the most changes at once that you're going to have. Maybe you're having babies, you're doing all these things. Pro- I would say probably the most changes you're going to have at once in your life that are, like, expected. Maybe you're, like, I would say, like, for a normal, quote-unquote, average person. I'm overthinking this. We're moving on. You know what I mean. But in all of this change, a lot of people are going to come in and out of your life, whether that's platonically, romantically, family. There are going to be a lot of people that you are friends with, you're no longer friends with. You're dating, you're no longer dating. 
they've been family they've been in your life your entire life best friend since kindergarten you grow apart it's just how it goes some of the change just change is scary and maybe it's not even when a huge change is happening maybe it's out of the blue something about this time in your life means a lot of people are coming and going you're growing as a person maybe you no longer align whatever the reason may be and those relationships ending not all of them but some of them are going to really 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 hurt it's gonna hurt so bad i can tell you so many friendships that ended and it broke my heart honestly like girl best friend friendship breakups way worse than actual breakups in my opinion just side note but it's gonna hurt and it's important that you trust that everything happens for a reason because i promise you it does And one day you're going to click, like you'll just be sitting there and you'll get a little light bulb and you'll understand the lesson that they taught you from being in your life. I have friends that they left my life. I still don't understand why. I still wish that I could reach out, but I know there's a lesson coming. I just haven't learned it yet. Or there's a reason that I was being protected, you know, by my guardian angels or whatever you believe. And I don't know why yet, but I know that I'm going to get that answer one day. And it's just going to click because it's happened with everyone else. Not everyone is meant to be your friend forever. And their absence is just making room for an even more amazing relationship to come into your life, whether you know it or not. So with that being said, those are my tips to help find yourself in your 20s or whatever stage of life you're in. This is geared towards your 20s, but you don't necessarily have to be there. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, watching, whatever platform media you are watching on uh i really appreciate it i love you guys so so much if you haven't followed yet what are you doing you listen to the whole thing follow queen join the community stay a while also if you want to follow me on instagram and tiktok it's at that girl the pod for some reason my tiktok hasn't been working i don't know if it's because i don't have any storage on my phone or something's going on with congress but i'm kind of nervy about it kind of stressed it's okay though so that's why i haven't posted on there but i'm going on a tangent because my adhd is bad because i haven't slept so yeah i upload every single wednesday and sunday i think that's pretty much it don't forget to share the podcast if you share on your instagram story and tag me i will also share it and share you i hope that you have a great rest of your day if you're watching this on a wednesday night have a great night. If you're watching this, I just hit the mic. Sorry, guys. If you're watching this at any other day, I hope you have a great morning, afternoon, or night. I will talk to you in my next podcast episode, and I think that's it. Okay, bye. Love you guys.